podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to today's According To episode. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. Today we're reading from the book Legends, Lies, and Cherished Myths of World History. According to the book, here's the myth of the Trojan War. The myth about the Trojan War is that there was one. There wasn't. At least, there wasn't one that we know of. In the thousands of years that have elapsed since Homer's epic appeared, nobody has ever produced any evidence that the war he described took place. All the faithful have going for them is hope. We don't even know if Homer was real. See below. That Troy once existed is true. Indeed, from archaeological evidence unearthed in the 19th and early 20th centuries, there would appear to have been at least nine Troys piled one atop the other, located in what is now Turkey. But there is no proof that there was ever a war between Greece and Troy involving a beautiful queen named Helen, a big wooden horse, or a hero weakened by an Achilles heel. Presumably, Greeks and Trojans fought each other at one time or another. After all, they were human. And there must have been some reason the Trojans built the huge walls surrounding their city. But there's no archaeological evidence that an army ever planted itself outside the walls of Troy, let alone a huge Greek army that is supposed to have numbered 110,000 soldiers. Much of the story, at any rate, is patently implausible. That the war lasted ten years is inconceivable. Army discipline could never have been maintained that long. No other war at the time is known to have lasted more than a few months. And nobody believes that the Greek soldiers camped out on the beach all those years, their Greek kings right along with them. The business about Helen, that she supposedly eloped with a Trojan prince and that the Greeks went to war to get her back, is attractive but unsubstantiated. Besides, it's unlikely she would ever have eloped. Fitzroy Raglan, an expert in world history, reported that he could find no instance in history in which a queen has eloped with a foreign prince or anybody else. Anyway, nobody knows if Helen ever even lived. To be sure, tradition has it that the beauty whose face launched a thousand ships actually lived and actually served as queen. But tradition also has it that she was the daughter of Zeus and that she was hatched from a swan's egg. As for the story of the Trojan horse, nothing substantiates it. Out of the thousands of objects that have turned up in repeated excavations of Troy, not one lends any credence to the existence of a big wooden horse. Those who claim the story of Troy is true insist it doesn't matter if some of the details are implausible or unsupported. What counts are the plausible details. But by this method, any poem can be found to be historically sound. Just because a poem includes a real person or two doesn't mean the poem is about a real event. Yet this is the kind of argument apologists for the Homeric epic have advanced. 
Thucydides believed that the story of Troy was true, but Thucydides lived more than 800 years after the war supposedly occurred and was in no better position than we are to vouch for its accuracy. Probably he just wanted to believe it was true. Homer has long been credited with the story, but nobody knows who he was, where he lived, whether he really existed, or how he could possibly have come by reliable information about Troy's early history. If he lived, it was in the 8th or 9th century BC, some four centuries after the war he described was fought. Chances are we know more today about the real Troy than Homer would have. It's possible, of course, that the story was handed down over the centuries largely intact. In the old days of oral tradition, people had better memories than they do today. But why would the Greeks have bothered to celebrate a war with Troy when they neglected to recall so much else that happened in their past of far greater consequence? What we are left with, then, is a poem written by a man who may not have lived concerning a war that probably never took place. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for today's According To episode. Until next time, toppers, thanks for hanging out with me. Toodaloo! Network. You can check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com.